I have rubber band planes. Can you believe that? But why can't they be ugly? <laughs> <laughs> we really do wing this. We just we just jabber jaw and then we hit record and we pray to God we don't get in trouble. Okay. This is the RC Roundtable, a casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes. Well, hello everyone. We have something a little different for today's show. The whole RC Roundtable crew got together and spent a glorious weekend at a fantastic fun fly where we camped out and flew till we dropped. This, of course, is a so-called best event that we've been talking about for the past few episodes. So we did our show on location and even brought in another special guest. But first, let's talk to the CD of the fly-in, Mr. Kirk Jensen. All right, well, I'm here with Kirk Jensen. He's the CD of the best event, and I, I think he's been running this for a long time. I have, uh, how long have you been running the, the best event? The best has been going on for 14 years. I've been running it for 13 of those years. Wow. Okay, so... If somebody who doesn't know about BEST, what would you tell them BEST is about, or how do you, would you describe it? It's, well, BEST is an acronym for BEST Electrics in South Texas, so we're electric anything, helicopters, airplanes, you know, small scale, large scale, it's basically anything and everything, and there's no real competitions here, although we have a few, but it's basically just having fun, flying, uh, Everything from early morning until late night, night flying, just electric, anything and everything. Yeah, that's what I like about it so much. Uh, what do you say would be the average attendance throughout the years? We typically see about uh, 60 to 65. I think right now for 2016, we have 53 registered. So it's a pretty good medium-sized event. How long have you been involved with running the event and helping out with it? Uh, I was not here for the very first year. I wasn't here even attending as a guest, but uh, the second year on. So do you know how it actually began? Can you tell us some history of the best event? Yes, we had a, a member back, uh, I guess, 15 years ago that wanted an electric-only event. He's not a member anymore. He's kind of got out of the hobby, Scott Morosco. But he started it and got, uh, he, he was a salesman by trade, so he got everything involved and Hobby Lobby came down with their demonstration team and, you know, Horizon, I think, was here. It was a pretty major event, which got us off and running. Um, and then I took it on from then on. Wow, so it sounds like even from the very beginning you hit the ground running with this event. Yeah, yeah, Scott did a really good job getting this thing started. It was amazing, that first one. Uh, how did you get started in the hobby? I My earliest memories are chasing down airplanes for my dad at a schoolyard. And uh, he was in RC way back, you know, when RC just started. He do, did uh, free flight as a kid. And anyway, I got into it building stick and tissue with him, building radio control stuff. And when I got old enough to start flying, uh, I flew gliders and just kind of progressed from there. Been in it ever since. Uh, that's outstanding. Uh, can you talk about what maybe possible future plans for best? Uh, just keep it growing. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of like it. I think this is the best year yet because we're down in attendance about 10. You know, we're only at 53, and it's not so hectic. It's The field is more open. There's not so many questions for people running it. It just is going off without a hitch. So 
I wouldn't complain if it just stayed like this forever. I have to somewhat agree because it's the one thing I really like about bass is it's casual, low key, just come out and have a good time and be good to each other, and and that's it. You know, no overbearing uh, presence of, uh, uh, of rules, so to speak, if you don't mind me saying that. Just uh, you know, fly safe, have a good time, and uh, we see lots of good people out here and lots of friends, and we it's an amazing event. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you always have the problems of the 3D guys pissing off the Warbird guys and so on and so on, and we just don't have that here. Everyone gets along, and everyone knows their place and time to fly, and there's never any fights. It's a, it's awesome. Well, I have to say, we all appreciate the work you do here. I know it's a lot of work, you and your club members, and uh, we look forward to spending every year. We pitch a tent. This is our our yearly get-together. Uh, I mentioned before that I know a lot of guys that come out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, even though I live in Houston now, and it's a, kind of a little mini reunion, and uh, it's, it's something I always look forward to. We really appreciate all the work you've done with this. Great. Thank you very much, and uh, I really enjoy the podcast. I've been on since day one, so keep it up. Well, we really appreciate your listenership, and uh, I won't take up much more of your time. Thanks a lot for uh, taking a minute to talk with us, and uh, uh, best of luck in all future years. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're here at best on this nice, cool evening. We've had a full day of flying and things went really well. The weather held up, except for maybe a slight little drizzle here and there. It's been a fantastic day. And uh, joining me is Lee Ray. Howdy. Terry Dunn. Hi. And a very special guest, Mr. Keith Sparks, a.k.a. Yeah. Sparky. <laughs> Thanks. Don't call him Keith Sparks, he'll probably... I, do won't, I probably bad. won't turn around and look. <laughs> <laughs> he's only known as Sparky. And uh, he's, uh, if you don't know, Mr. Sparks is the owner and, and brains behind Park Flyer Plastics. He does vacuum forming and all kinds of neat kits that he produces. Uh, go to his website and you'll see all kinds of good stuff. And uh, we decided to have a little chit-chat here by the LED nightlight under a canopy. After LED campfire. LED campfire, yes. We've had some... LED marshmallows? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, after a few beers, everything's a marshmallow. Uh, we've had, we've, our bellies are filled with pizza, and we've had a couple of beers. So let's uh, get, recap what we saw today in the past couple of days, and what do you guys think? What's on your mind? The runway, right? That's yeah, the, I thought the runway was the big news for me. I, 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 everything I brought has wheels and small wheels and... It was all about the runway for me. Everything I had with retracts, it was it was that time. Yeah, the, for those not aware, the Tri-County Barn, Tri Barnstormers, if I can say it correctly, has installed a new concrete runway. Uh, the earliest days, it was just grass, and then they went to a petrol mat. And this is the first time we've had this event with a real concrete runway, and it's smooth as a baby's bottom. Yeah, it's, this is not like a sidewalk. This is, I can only say it's like a warehouse. Yeah. It's slick. Yeah. It's it's really slick. I mean, we we were doing burnouts with uh, some RC cars and stuff. It was eight planes too. <laughs> I saw a couple of planes were drifting sideways. <laughs> on, yeah, some dragger guys complained about their the tail slipping in a crosswind because it couldn't get traction. But that's what the rudder for. Yes, learn how to fly, as they say, right? Learn that left stick. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Jensen, who the CD for this event, he was saying that they specifically asked for that kind of texture or non-texture, and. I don't know what the reasoning for that is, but it's fun to fly on. Yeah, it is. It's very nice. And drive on. You guys drove your 
Right, yeah, we took the drift car out there and we had the De Niro monster truck doing donuts. And um, Austin had his little car, race car. Oh, that's right, yeah. My, my son came up here. So, yeah, it's, it's fun for all. I'd have to say a, belly, a, a, a foam airplane could do a belly landing on it with very little damage. Would, I, I'm not sure about Monocoat, but... I did, yeah. Yeah, I had, there you go. I have a little high-tech zipper, and it's a little uh, fast foamy, speed foamy. It's a Yankin bank, and it's got these two little uh, EPO nubs on the bottom, and it just skimmed really <laughs> nice across the runway. So kudos to Tri-County for having put this incredible runway out for everybody. But, and I mentioned this in our previous episode, they have also done a wonderful job manicuring the grass out here because just right across the runway is a beautiful grass uh, lawn that I used a lot uh, today for several aircraft. And so it's, again, a wonderful field, and they certainly provided us with a perfect environment for our airplanes today. And a great weekend. Oh, it's an awesome week. We still got tomorrow. Mm. So. Yay. <laughs> what was the coolest plane you saw or brought? You can well, that, that, that giant air coupe was real impressive. The air coupe? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get to see it fly, but I saw it in the pits. It was big. It got to be, what, 100 inch well, span on it? And guys, this was the air coupe that I saw at, the, same one? at, at the bomber. The Balsa USA third scale, from what I heard? Electric powered? I, I didn't, you know what? You guys were out there, I think, on the runway with it, correct? No, I only saw it in the pits. Okay, I, I, I saw them go up there. I was unfortunately back with the kids because they just showed up. But yeah, that's the same one that showed up and it was beautiful. And I have oh. some stills of it flying. It was beautiful at Bomber. I did not get to catch it here. Oh. Also, the TIE Fighter quadcopter. Oh, oh. I have yeah. to, can't believe I forgot that one. Yes. Yeah, I went down there earlier today. I didn't realize how detailed that thing is. I was expecting the foam slabs that are kind of painted like one, but no, it's got texture and details and. Yeah, they okay. put a lot of work into it. Really nice. The the, the the little cockpit sphere thing was really nicely finished, and it's big. The thing was what three feet yeah. tall, At something least, like that. Yeah. It was huge. Didn't getting get far off the ground. No, they're they're having some problems. He said he thinks there's some turbulence being developed between the rotors and the and the solar side panels kind of thing. And so it, it hovered a little bit, but it needs some tuning. Needs I'm some. sure the Empire had problems with their first TIE fighter, so <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll work it out. <laughs> Put a lot less um, uh, um, uh, beheadings and deaths from the engineer corps. Well, it's that the ion drive cured their problems. Yeah, so yeah. as soon as he figures out the ion drive, we'll be, he'll be good to go. The good news is the <laughs> the two of us, or three of us, who are not professional photographers, we're taking lots of photos and video. So uh, all the stuff we're talking about, we'll put on the website. Well, and I did take a, sh a shot of the TIE Fighter. Oh, did you? And it was, I put it out on the Facebook, our Facebook page today. So I did a quick walkthrough. So hopefully if oh, people I, are listening to this, they can go to Facebook page and they'll see some of the shots I took. I kind of thought we were off the grid out here. You can upload. I, I got LTE signal, so I put all a couple right. out there. Uh, and oddly enough, I, I was not taking pictures. I was so busy working on planes and flying. I... I, my camera has been sitting in the car this entire day, so hopefully tomorrow I'll, I'll dust it off and, and take some more photos. Well, I think one of the one of the coolest planes I saw fly was the one that you were, the, your P-38. Oh, yeah. My God, that thing flies so clean. Well, thank you. So it goes again to prove my theory that the best electric planes are old-school brushed motor designs with modern equipment in them. Oh. Stuff that was designed turn of the century for Speed 400 and NICADs, you put lipos and brushless in it, it's perfect. So you're saying they got lazy? It, yeah, because they could. Yeah, because the other designers, they had to think about weight and everything, and now, right, there you go. Yeah, so you cut the weight in half and triple the power, and uh -huh. it's a fun airplane. Well, I'll jump on the, the JR real quick and uh, get it out of here, but... It was an exciting day yesterday to maiden it and 
it had a successful flight. Uh, definitely was a little tail heavy, so we added some lead into it. And then by the third hand toss, the last one was much more comfortable throwing it. And she's great. And half throttle, which is what I was mainly flying, she's just a screamer. I mean, mm -hmm. those couple of passes I did at full throttle, you know, didn't need to. And she was she was chasing an EDF. I don't know if you saw that. Was it oh, yours? No. Was it you up in the sky with me at the same time? But someone. Yes. Yeah, I had an EDF, yes. The yeah. vampire, old vampire. I, yeah. I know I was outrunning you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank goodness for that grass because, you know, that thing comes in hot. I mean, it's definitely got. I, I'm off throttle in the trees. Yeah, it doesn't And that thing down. just comes in. So I've been very lucky. And it's it's got, a, it's, I've had a lot of compliments on it. And a friend of mine, Wally, posted some stuff. On Facebook too, so I'll I'll see if I can link that over. He took a video right. of it, and he's the guy who sold it to me. So uh, I was very happy. Very I got happy. the photo of your two-inch high pass. Oh. <laughs> that was clipping the grass. A little close there, but uh, thank you, Keith, for saying that because I I really like that plane. And the I think the neat part is you were working on that right up until Thursday night. It was. I wasn't sure you were going to finish it. Yeah. I was going to try to talk you out of it because you were driving yourself crazy. Well, and you, you, you made me think just now when you were talking about old school planes and being converted. I, I Terry brought up a good point when we were putting it together. He said, you know, that battery's not going to get a lot of cooling up there because there's no cooling vent for that LiPo. thing was not even warm coming well, out of that plane. I mean, well, the, Isn't that a good byproduct of it being tail heavy? You put a bigger battery in there. Right? Oh, it's, it's just a 3S2200. Oh, I thought you went to a bigger one. No, no, just 3S2200, oh. and, uh, you know, those motors are just so efficient, and they're just turning 6.4 props, so, anyway, so, no no issues at all about overheating or anything. It's just really good. But no one's asked me about my cool plane, and that's got to be the Spooky. Yeah. Oh, the Spook. I mean, the Spook is beautiful. I can't show you here. Oh, hopefully we have some pictures we'll have to... pictures, yeah. Man, I... Keith, that's beautiful. I mean, that's my pilot's choice right there. I'm telling oh, you right now. It? I love mm -hmm. it. Oh, are we because supposed to not, vote tomorrow? Yeah. Or today? And I have Austin's tag, so remind yeah, me I to gotta find put mine. in. And in fact, he didn't vote for the spook. He likes your MD-80. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so the I'm going to vote for your MD-80 again. Loves the 80. <laughs> but uh, getting back to the spook, it was... Um, the spook is a close airplane to my heart because my very first scratch-built project, I really wanted it to fly great. I mean... If I'm going to scratch build something and put the time into it, and it was my first try, I didn't want to get discouraged. So I chose the Spook because it won uh, uh, free flight championships at the NAS from 1939 to 1944. I wish I could remember the designer's name because I've probably built six of these airplanes of different sizes. We have the technology. Uh, yeah, well, and then uh, then Electric came, and I did another 72-inch uh, Spook, Spook 72. That's... Uh, uh, I think the original plans came from uh, RCM magazine. Maybe Model Airplane News carries it now. I'm sure web search will get you to the plans. But uh, so is well, this the original size? This is the original size. This is what they uh, competed with uh, in the 30s and 40s. And it's got this great gull wing and 72-inch oh, span? Yeah, 72-inch span. But I ditched the uh, I ditched some of the dihedral because I, it's an RC plane. I wanted to, yeah. to have some maneuverability. Um, this one here was... With the night flying that we do here, uh, the originally we were doing stunt planes and just going just crazy. And I, the fly time was uh, three, four minutes, and then you're landing, and now we're all sitting down charging, and nobody's flying. And I was looking for a plane with some hang time, some real hang time, and I think I overdid it. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I like this book. It's uh, it's got a couple. It's a workhorse for me. Uh, we we dropped the crow. We dropped a. a it's a mothership for for the crow, and 
Oh, I think just think it's an all-around great airplane as far as old-timers go. Of course, a lot of people like the bend buckles and some of the other classics, but for me, I like the Spook because of the gull wing. Well, if, for those of you, obviously, who are just listening, you know, pause. Go, go to our page. I'm sure we're going to have links to the pictures, but hopefully you'll see a photo of this plane during the day with the crow, which is a, an RC bird that's attached underneath it. And we all had a chance to fly the bird uh, under a spook. And then the night pictures. It's it's just a neat plane. I mean, and I, I want to say, I, I heard you say this to someone earlier, and you actually told me last night when we were flying, you said, I was the one who got you started in to do the night flying mm -hmm. and that your flying reminded me of the the best flyer the because it was a slot a very slow high wing i would yeah. just sit there and you know hang out there at night because that that was more fun yeah just a relaxing night flyer is, is the, i think the way to go i mean but the plane that you showed me originally was able to do loops and rolls and stuff and i'm sure the spook could do loops at least it's rudder only but um yeah i think uh, if you're a first time person to build a night flyer plane you're looking for something middle of the road, something that you can relax and fly in, something that's slightly aerobatic anyway. But to classify this as a spook that anybody would build is, no. is a discredit to Keith. <laughs> it, it's classic Keith. Individually soldered LEDs, mud flaps on the wheels. Mud flaps. Chrome radiator. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, the grill was the Rolls soldered. Royce radiator on the thing. Yeah, oh yeah. no, the beacon, the rotating beacon. <laughs> right. Come on, oh, that <laughs> took two weeks. To make, but that was that was just something. Well, I thought it was such a classic old airplane, yeah. and oh, the old airplanes had actual rotating beacons, and awesome. that's something I wanted it to have. And that's a legacy free flight thing or RC. Pardon me. That the rotating beacon is a throwback to RC. No, no, the original first airplanes had rotating beacons. They didn't have strobes. The real airplanes. Yeah, full scale. Okay. Full scale. Yeah, I, full I scale. And, and okay. back in the 30s, you're not going to find an airplane that had a strobe. So right. they had the rotating beacon, and then that was an effect I wanted for the night flight. I'm with you now. I'm trying to find out the designer here. Oh, I see. Will it, uh, Designed by Barney something. I can't read it. Okay. Barney Snyder. That sounds right. Okay. So well, we're gonna thanks give, for looking that up. We're gonna give Barney Snyder credit. Although this is a Spook 48. I'm pretty matters. sure they went with different sizes to fit different classes for the free flight competitions. Right. This was a complete scratch build from plans. Uh, yes, all of them were. I no. don't think you can get it. Can you get a kit? Were short kits? Are any short kits of these things? I don't think so. Well, uh, like the laser cutters, Manzano, don't they cut short kits of that kind of stuff? I, I, I don't think it's on his list. Ah, okay. There, but there, now, there was a guy that did a, um, he did an article in one of the magazines I saw. Now, he called it the Spook E. He oh. took a Spook and, and put an electric motor in it. So right. it, it basically Same size? what I did here. I, I don't know. I, hmm. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> kind of been there and done that. So right. I just kept moving on through the magazine. Hmm. What other night flyers did we see that were out that we liked? There were a lot of off-the-shelf stuff, which I don't know if that's new here, but since I haven't been in a few years, was, seeing an off-the-shelf no, night flyer is here, kind of a novelty. That was here. There was three of them here last year, and those guys were having a ball with them. What is it? The Visionaires and there's a, a there Pony a, Brave, a Brave today. Here. Oh, yeah. well, I was talking well, about new, the 3D the plane. That's the Visionaire, right? Okay. The Night Visionaire? There was three of, these, three of those guys had them out there, and they were all challenging each other. Here, try this and try that. And, well, I can't look. I'm trying to see my airplane. And it, right. it was all, they were all laughing and having a ball with it. So off the shelf isn't bad either. And then we just flew the plank 
What's the spin on that thing? That big flying wing? <laughs> eight foot, right? It's, it's huge. You were holding it. I think it says, <laughs> I think it says eight foot. You called Something it the plank. Like. Well, that's what it's, it's just a flat hunk of foam, I know, right? No, but it's such a fitting name for it's, it. It's Home it's Depot. <laughs> the plank. Well, it's a plank of Home Depot foam, right? Yeah, it was. Does it have a spar in it? Three. Or, he added wood. He, he added a leading edge reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, after some sort of incident, but he's got—I don't know about the other stuff. I was still shocked. Wait, reducted fan on this flying wing. It looked pretty good. This thing is a giant zaggy looking. Yes, it, but it's no airfoil. Yeah, no attempt at an airfoil. It's just all flat plate and with a bunch of lights on it. He says he's got 32 feet of uh, light LED string lights. Yeah, uh, 90 millimeter EDF. On it. I think it's a 6S system. I believe so, yes. And it flies great. <laughs> it flies Fitch better you, than it should. Fit you hand launched it. Yeah, I what hand launched it. Weighs? Not that much. 10 pounds, maybe? <laughs> it's still significant. <laughs> but, I mean, but for something that big, it's really light. Okay. Yeah, tons and, of wing. And, and so now the surprising part of that airplane for me is where the servos have gone in the technology. He had little servos Did he? moving those big control services they look like cs12s or something i don't know what the, <laughs> my I, you look at them and it's just way unproportional you wouldn't think that a servo that small could move a, a control surface that large maybe and it's be effective so, yeah i would say maybe he's not supposed to but he was doing aerobatics with it and it didn't seem at all bothered well i had the a, lights bothered me though <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah we had this discussion earlier but that blue the blue leds are just just yes makes you want to hurl <laughs> i was like Don't here it comes Ugh, god okay, i can look away blue of these may look nice but they're not good for night flyers use them sparingly so anyone new to night flying building one don't use blue don't use blue maybe yeah. one blue light on your tail or something but yeah. don't put a whole strip yeah, <laughs> your eyeballs are not designed for blue lights and kind of to the opposite extreme you put that one little strip of white on your new thunder and lightning and that's almost hard to look at, too, just because I, how bright it is. You know what? That's because on that kit, I had the LEDs facing out, which I know is not recommended because they're so out. The, the leading edge, uh, I have a Thunder Lightning Night Flyer, and the leading edge, I had my LEDs facing <coughs> into the, the foam, which actually is great. It really lights it up. But I didn't have a place to put the white, so I had them on the edge of the fuselage aiming out towards the wing. And, you know, it does light it, but it also blinds that crap out of you. Yeah. So I need to just cover those up with a thin, you know, maybe 3 mil foam sheet you think yeah worth a shot so and it flew out that's the first time i've flown a thunder and lightning at night and yeah. that was fun it's funny because when you fly it everybody watching is like i can't tell which way it's going How's <laughs> you flying that? but you seem to do fine with it well so yeah night flying's been good and uh we got two days worth though and the spook got a, almost all day yesterday <laughs> yeah it's my little it's my workforce um well, and speaking of night flyers, because <laughs> that's the next thing, <laughs> we got to talk about the spacewalker. <laughs> so, oh. Terry, why don't you start the discussion on that, well, and we'll finish it. <laughs> I don't know the origins of it. I just know its history from the past three days. But you scratch built this little spacewalker model. Yeah. With Wingspan a, of... With 36-ish. Yeah, 36 and you yeah. built it off some balsa plans. Got you from, just yeah. replaced it with Depron. So, very lightweight, internal lights thing. And you maidened it last year. Mm-hmm. And you didn't like the way it flew. Well, she was elevator rudder. I didn't have time to put... I, I was building ailerons. Right. And I went ahead and ran, you know, a pull string to, to add servos, but I didn't have time. So it was just elevator rudder. And with the amount of uh, <laughs> crazy <laughs> dihedral I added, uh, she was a little quirky in turns. But she flew. I got some good good long shots with uh, Fitz, you doing your little... Uh, 
your uh, Delta Wing. Would you? What would you? What was that? Is yeah, it yeah, puff flying. Puff flying. Sparks. There you go. Puff mm-hmm. yeah. Mentioned Keith again. You're describing it much more positively <laughs> now <laughs> oh, here than, we go. than you did in <laughs> the <laughs> shop the other day. So let's go. But let's go. What uh, two days ago? <laughs> Dehedral Gate. Dehedral Gate. Yeah. Go, Terry. What did you know? When did you know? Oh my God. Dehedral Gate. So when I walked in your shop, was it Thursday night or probably Wednesday night? I came across it and said, oh, I remember you talking about this. What's the deal? And I think you groaned. Uh, I just said it was a little quirky like, in turns. I, what did you, you were going to put it in combat or something? Like some sort of sacrificial I plan? mentioned oh. I might, I might use it as a drone in combat, yes. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you had a Viking funeral in mind for this thing. So my thought was before you destroy it, I think that Mike could benefit from less dihedral. Give me some time with it and let's see what happens. And so, then whack! So yeah, the next <laughs> thing you know, I'm, I'm breaking the wing over my knee, so I can reset it with uh, less dihedral, and that took several hours. I, I was surprised. In two days. Right, but <laughs> we got it done. It wasn't pretty, but it was finished. You did a great job, by the way. Just want to say, when I when when it was done and you finished it, it looked great, and the dihedral was way lower. I, know, I think the test flight speaks to how good of a job I did. <laughs> so what night did we test flight or day? Last night. Was it yesterday? It, oh, it seems night. like so long ago. <laughs> It, it had a reluctance to turn right. <laughs> it, and, a, and a groan to turn uh, left. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't square. Um, so I crashed it on the test after fixing it. I'm using air quotes here. And then, but we found it in the grass. That was the best part. Yeah. An LED plane flying at night, and as long as the lights stay on. Wasn't it still light out? It was. I uh, saw it. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it went right over there. The test flight. It was, <laughs> oh, the test flight was okay. So yeah. the second flight was. Right. There. And so then we're like, oh. And then I kind of sounded like you did on Wednesday night. Set it down here. And then Keith took a notice to it. Thought and, we were going to stomp on it. And wouldn't let that happen. So this poor little airplane sat over there on the other side of the fence. Just out of the reach of these spectators and all the little kids. And I thought, oh, well, I guess it's a goner. But I didn't realize it was a night flying airplane. Until uh, I asked Terry, did you bring something to fly? He went, no, we crashed it. It's right over there. And I, oh, I'm not letting this happen. So I mixed up some epoxy and got some tape out and we patched it up and we took another shot at it. And then that was less than an hour. I mean, you you said, I'm going to fix it. And then 30 minutes later, it's done. It was a puzzle. You just put the pieces together. It was. Oh, you accelerated the epoxy, right? Yeah, I kind of took my little tent heater and blowed it at it, but (laughs) blew it at it. But um, so we got the thing patched up, and now it's sitting out here, and we're waiting for the sun to go down. <laughs> then <laughs> I'm just sitting back and just you guys talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Why? <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's dark by the time Keith's repairs are done, and mm-hmm. then I washed my hands of it because I crashed it, and then who flew it next? Fitz flew it next. Oh yeah, and you spun it in, right? Well, I had a few laps with it first. Yeah, you it flew it longer I than I did. It didn't do bad. And then you lost it. And then, yeah, it had some weird tip stall. It just kind of just and then spun itself in. But it went into the tall grass and had no yeah. more damage. Yeah. And then Lee demanded to fly it after that, and you flew it and landed it. You're the only person that has ever landed this airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, woohoo! Yay! <laughs> and so tonight we go to fly it again. Oh, man. What what we mod? Oh, you got to bring mod? up the. You made the, the more mods the to one it. Jack. You put oh, that's the, right. You put oh. the playing card on it. Right to help correct the the reluctance to turn right. Well, yeah. Well, I noticed that it, it has it had some warp. It looked like it had some warp in the wings. Right. So, so we made a trim tab out of a one-eyed Jack playing card, taped to the wing, and tried it again. And Lee was doing pretty well with it. 
right? And yep. then what, a minute in? Well, it I, just... came, I came across and it was climbing and it pulled up, nose on me, and then she got into a spin. And it was, I mean, nothing I did on that plane was reacting. That yeah. sucker just went, whoa, 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 whoa. It was wet spin kind of thing. And this was, was dark with bright lights, so yeah. that was very dramatic. And we all had a good laugh. So. I mean, she was doing pretty good. She because I got her to go left and right, but once she came across and went and got nose high, that was it. Yeah. But it's still, hey, it's still in one piece. Yeah, it's a little crunched. mostly. It's, it's shorter than it was a few hours ago. <laughs> but I think it'll fly right. again. Okay, so, so so total cost, total cost to build this airplane, maybe, and and although all the equipment survived, total cost to build the plane was what would you say? One sheet of cell phone, maybe or two. Right, okay. Two sheets. Okay, so let's, what, $10, dollars $12, $12 for both sheets. I mean, E total. All right. Okay. And then the motor, $10, $12. But that, no, 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 that the, doesn't count. No, it's not it, destroyed. I was talking about the part that you're going to throw away. How much are oh. you throwing away? 12, $12. bucks, right? Okay, so we got 12 bucks in the trash, and one, two, three, four adults had a ball with <laughs> on the weekend it's the best three dollars ever spent huh? go phone building that's all i'm, I'm plugging phone building here okay I'm, I'm just pointing that out you should write a book yeah that would be a good idea wait he did well we, uh, i will say in defense it was fun oh, yeah. i enjoyed i enjoyed the fact that terry was this you came to my house and just i'm gonna fix this and you did you sat there and you know just dedicated yourself to fix it we guy came out we flew it oddly enough it flew and uh we all got a kick out of it so woohoo! and i one of our one of our topics was what was our best crash and i gotta say that was probably one of our favorite crashes i mean it it crashed it rose from it which one i know that's my point well, i think the last one was pretty, pretty yeah, darn was, cool because yeah, it was just completely spitting in we had people delay going home to see this thing fly mm. <laughs> i think literally they knew they'd get to see a crash yeah well exactly. you know what and we uh, did not disappoint we were gonna we we're gonna put a shout out to nathan and ethan because they were the ones who stayed that's right yes. yeah. yeah so nathan and ethan came to to see us uh today one of our one of our few listeners <laughs> uh and they were very kind to, to watch that uh episode yeah. <laughs> of the spacewalker yeah, we got to hang out with them most of the day we're having breakfast way too early tomorrow with them and it will be fun oh wow 7 a.m yeah so any other crashes though did we see we had the guy go in out in the tall grass when we did the the party the search party found okay it. yeah um but i never saw anything dramatic uh the poor guy with the oh, flying the lawnmower. lawnmower oh the yeah okay lawnmower. yeah he was here last year he was in fact we had a video of him last year trying to fly it this was, was more dramatic than that it was yeah. more pieces this was more pieces yeah. poor guy hopefully he can get it sorted out but it went in pretty bad crash we gotta talk about zaggy combat oh yeah, hey, yeah. i mean I'm, I'm, good I'm segue a, if i if i if i gotta plug myself here <laughs> but we have a combat event here at best it's uh, it was called zaggy combat our zaggy <laughs> Depending on who you it's are, not <laughs> full contact, full contact. Anyway, we, we've, it's now it's not just a called combat, uh, but you just basically take any plane. And I was pleasantly surprised on how many pilots we had. But if Fitz will attest, it was way out of line, flight line at one point. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> they we kept were, migrating closer and closer boy, to us. I, I gotta like, tell you, we were just telling people, please get further out. Some, I don't think some of these people had ever flown, but you need to be further away from the pilots. But they were, I mean, they were just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I was like, the breeze got to fall on our head if we weren't careful. Um, but I have a thunder lightning called the Yellow Jacket, and I've flown it at, at combat before. And last year, uh, I had my wing hit in half, and I, I crashed, but I glued it together and flew the second 
Zaggy combat and had my battery yanked out of it and it just it landed so I brought it back and we were uh, buzzing around and I hit uh, Kirk Jensen and I don't know what kind of plane he had it was a little uh, EPO the, what are they not pop wings that's your thing uh, oh, here's the pop fly well pop wing pop this fly. was um, something uh, similar zip wing is that what they call them uh, just a little EPP yeah, yeah very stretchy very... it's got some screen print or something on it yeah, yeah and uh, we clipped but <laughs> I, I clipped him more and I took off one whole half of his wing and it stuck in my thunder and lightning so <laughs> after the wreck I, the way it looked it let maybe you know my wing had folded over like it, it collapsed but it was actually his wing stuck in my plane so I kept doing combat <laughs> hanging on in his and plane. it kept flying and <laughs> wing lodged in your wing yeah yeah, yeah. I still flew with his, with his wing there. So, and then I hit. Uh, well, I mean, I, we both hit each other, but uh, Kurt Massey and I hit. So I've got a knife blade. Uh, what do you and, have against guys named Kirk? <laughs> Pat Deeper. Well, he didn't you crash. Cling on or something. He, he had that thing doing like eighty <laughs> miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> that's right. fits for you. All right. All right. That's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a gift that occurs. But anyway, I was I was I was bequeathed the uh, Zaggy Combat Award. For, for taking down Kirk and Kirk and then I don't know if you came out he, shortly after he went back and glued it back on he flew right. it and so, I told him just teasing I said alright bike rack <laughs> noon tomorrow yeah. be there right. so I think he's coming back for, for the rest of me so, so another endorsement for foam planes you cut an airplane in half and it flew an hour later <laughs> <laughs> I flew my hog wild in combat for the first time and I got that's, I got knocked out of the air somebody hit oh, me did you? and sheared the whole prop and, uh, adapter off and that's your coroplast that's the coroplast plane yeah wow so yes yeah, so i don't know i don't remember who hit me but uh so it only broke the prop though uh you know broke broke the prop adapter oh i lost the prop it's in the field somewhere but the whole thing just snapped off somehow hey, you, the lucky hit you guys both left props in the field yeah me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> the prop graveyard <clears throat> so what's next on the list lee well uh we got to talk about another little fun project you and i did the car tow. Oh, yeah. Well, we all participated in that. We did, but... So, we hinted at it last time with that Nero 6S monster truck that I have. Um, we tied a piece of rope to it and hauled up a multiplex easy glider. That made a great glider tug. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I guess I was overthinking it because I was picturing pulleys that would keep the, the resistance from the glider from not lifting the tail of the truck. But you guys talked me out of that and we just tied the string to it. The, the truck to one end of the string and the glider to the other, or a ring that falls off, and the easy glider has a hook built in. What is it, 150, 200 feet that that string is? Maybe 100. It's not much. We could yeah, have benefited from more. Yeah. But, yeah, we just punch the throttle, and, man, that glider goes. Now, this is where I differ, because when I had control of the car and you guys were flying, I was, not, I mean, especially with you, when we, were, we did, like, three in a row while yeah. we were waiting for Terry, yeah. I, I was barely on the throttle. Cause all you needed was the weight of that car, well, the was, mass to pull the thing, but I was never at full throttle really? getting you up, never. No, I didn't know that. I was probably spinning the tires the whole time, but I, I would ease into full throttle, but once I was there, I just kept it nailed until the rear end started dancing around, then I'd let off. Yeah. But that oh. was great. I mean, I, I, both both parts were fun, the glider and the car. Right. But, but trying to see that car way down there, just uh, like a dust cloud, yeah. I mean, it, it was <laughs> yeah. better when you moved up, right? Today, when you did it, you mm. were halfway this time. Right. And that's when we learned how slick the runway is. I think I had not stepped on it before, and I just assumed it had some texture to it, and it would be real sticky. So we started off using the runway as the, the car path. And then, man, as soon as the glider would get up here, that thing was just doing donuts. And so, <laughs> yeah, the, the string got wrapped around the axles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the rear tires would grip the string and rip it around the rear A arms. 
But then we moved to the grass and it was fine. Yeah. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, my takeaway was the car was was overkill. The car <laughs> was overkill. You could have you could have towed a ducted fan plane into the air with that doom a few years. <laughs> that thing was fast. Yeah. Oh, that was real fast. Well, it's a six-cell. It's a six-cell car. Yeah, they yeah. old. Four-wheel drive too. So I hand the transmitter to Fitz, and the first thing you do is make a beeline for my ankles. <laughs> I had to leap over it. <laughs> Get out of my way next time. I did. I know better. <laughs> Coming through. And, and you two have got a thing for towing airplanes into the air. There was one that one year that you were doing gliders right. with uh, DC threes. Right. I still have that set. That was neat. Yeah. People get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. So the, somebody, one of your friends, had that same C-47 here. C-47, not well, DC-3. Same thing. Um, who was that? Wally. Well, okay. Yeah, he got to fly it around. So Yeah, I saw him fly it once or twice at least. <laughs> I, I remember flying Aeroto, though. There were a couple of turns I made on that C-47, and whoa, that <laughs> wing. <Yeah. laughs> it really flexes a lot. Yeah, interesting design feature of that plane. It has outer spars and it has an inner spar. They're just not connected. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think I think I saw that. I had to modify mine a little bit. Two different design teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that car that was fun. The car tow was good. And I, and I have not flown on a high start in a long time. You know, that's how I got started as a kid. And and it was Kirk Jensen was actually mentioning to me. He goes, that's how he got started. Of course, he got to do slope soaring too. Slope soaring in Utah. Oh, fun. so I've never had a chance to do that. Lucky bastard. Yeah, but he said he you know he, he likes the aero tow stuff. So watching the car tow, he thought was was fun. But now that we talk about it, that was just a small percentage of the gliding that we did. So we did the crow release. Mm -hmm. So, oh my God, let's just talk about the first scoop. flight and fits. Oh yeah, I mean, and well, both of you, we we had a thermal out of this world. It was, and well, he well, released, we, and all of a sudden everything went up. Well, we'll first <laughs> describe what we're talking about. Oh yeah. well, go ahead. You want you talk about it? Okay, it's your well, stuff. Okay, the the. Let's see. Well, we've already talked about the spook. That was the mothership. And the parasite airplane that carries it up is in the shape of a crow. I call it a crow. The designer called it a raven. This is a guy that did, uh, did, did designs a long time ago. He did, the, he did the raven. He did the seagull and some other bird. But yeah, it's just a, it's a RC glider. It looks like a bird. That's basically. right. And when it was flying Unpowered. and other birds were up there, yeah. I, I didn't know which one it was. I had to look where Fitz was watching to figure out which one. So this glider fits on the bottom of the, of the spook and I've had to extend the, the, the gear a little bit to clear the runway from the bird's belly. We carry the plane up, there's a count of three, I release, the two airplanes separate and that's when everything went crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to descend because I want to get my bird on the ground so I can watch my other bird fly because Fitz was doing a good job with it and I couldn't get my plane to come down and as I circle, I always look to see what, what the parasite plane is doing because I, I want to see the crow fly. It looks pretty cool. So um, after the first orbit, I looked, and it was smaller than when I dropped it off. <laughs> and I couldn't, get, I couldn't get the mothership down. And I, you guys went high. I don't know how you were when I you know. released, but you were up there. Yeah, it was getting a little bit difficult to see at times. Uh -huh. It was a little silhouette because things all black, basically. Right. Now, now I, got, <laughs> I got the motor shut off on the spook. I got it in this spiral. I'm trying to put it in this death spiral to get this thing down. And then Terry mentions, he says, that, that's getting a little tight. So I had to back off on it. But um, 
Yeah, it took forever to get the spook down, and, and we got down about the same time. Yeah, but I didn't think the thermal passed, but it's a fun little thing, though. You were up there a long time. I was surprised how, yeah, I was up. And I started doing loops and rolls with it right. and stuff. Yeah, and this <laughs> is not like a thermal glider type thing. No. It's a real short... It's a bird. Yeah, it's a bird. Close your eyes. It's a bird. It looks just like another hawk. It's got little fingertips. You know, it's amazing how how well that thing flew. Yeah. And how long have you had that? And again, I apologize to the designer. It's been a long time since that. That's airplane number sixteen. I've built two hundred and sixty models since. I mean, the the total number. So that was number sixteen. That airplane's the the crow is probably the excuse me the raven is probably. 22, 23 years old at well, least. Same uh, monocoat? Uh, no, I actually I recovered that last winter. Right. So uh, yeah, I wanted it to because I'm, I'm I got a brand new shiny spook, <laughs> right. and I'm gonna make it do the same job. So I, I went ahead and overhauled the the Raven. Well, How see, I'm gonna say that's the one way I could tell the difference between the other birds and. The Raven is it was oh, shiny. Right. <laughs> it was oh. shinier. If you just buff that a little bit, you're done. That bird's gonna be completely hidden with the other ones. Well, the, well, the black bird against the white airplane. When I, I do the one, the first flyover, I do the first orbit and make sure that any spectators, I'll, I'll bank the airplane slightly away so because the contrast between the two airplanes are so great that they can recognize. Oh God, there's another airplane on the bottom of that one. And then we go up and drop it, and then everybody everybody enjoys the the show. So, so how did you launch it before? Uh, I, it, it was it's always been carried up by a spook. Oh, okay. I don't know what the designer intended for. I don't know if it was bungee launch or one. Well, Terry and I both got our hands on the the bird to fly, and it was just sink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so well, I didn't want to start as high, so we were. I don't know how high I was, but I came down quick but it was still fun it was fun I did loops and rolls so here's a question for you sparky mm -hmm. who do you trust to fly spook so you can get your hands back on the crow <laughs> no pressure <laughs> no pressure whenever she gets older i guess it's still a new oh, still okay. a new shiny plane <laughs> and, and all that wiring inside oh my god rejected <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, he's got a car he can tow your crow around. <laughs> <laughs> and it would probably do a good job, too. Shoom! <laughs> right, but that's one other example of gliding. So the discus launch gliders, you did some of that. You did yeah. some of that. Hey, remind me tomorrow to let you have a go at, at tossing that thing. Did you get to throw anybody else's DLT? No, no. Yeah. I'll let you do that. Okay. I know we were, we just got tied up yesterday. Yeah. Lots of people fly in DLGs. Yeah, I had a chance to fly the flip for the first time, which I've been kind of eyeballing here and now and then. And a, another guy here, uh, uh, Richard Ng, had one. He let me fly it a few times. And that's really impressive. It's not very big. Really small little thing. But it just, it just you look at it, and it stays up in the air pretty much. And it's now, real the light. The first I saw of that was the Ziploc bag he brought by. Yeah, he's got uh, a good story about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you waving up? <laughs> I was going to say third. Well, I guess we haven't had enough beers for that story. <laughs> this is to say it didn't end well, no and so you got another one. <laughs> well, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. so we, don't we like Richard? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, shout he had out a to, mishap. He had a mishap. <laughs> so shout out to Richard for letting me fly his flip, and it's it's a really nice. I can see myself having one and getting one in the future. And it's little. What's the span on that thing? Uh, very small, eight hundred millimeters and maybe. It, yeah, no, it's it, not very it's big. Small, but man, when you launch 30 it, thirty something inches. It goes straight up. It goes straight up. It's got a thin airfoil. It's a lot of carbon in it. Um, really nice. You, you 
just uh, bump it over the top and it just settles into a nice glide um, right. even it was the sun had pretty much gone down for the most part I mean it was still mm -hmm. light out but I was still hitting some bumps in the air I could still see microthermals in the thing so yeah. on a, even a weekday I could see myself staying up for quite a while with it man I should have got my DLG out while you were flying that crow because I think I would have just been straight up with mine yeah yeah there's some more activity so much earlier today yeah, there's a yeah, there's a couple other guys here that were doing some really good work with them so is that all the gliding we did a bunch so the spook the easy glider the DLGs yeah that might be it that was it yeah. Um, another topic is uh, the Cessna 177 Maiden. So yep. let, let's hey. point out again for those um, nitpickers out there. We did this on Friday. The event started today. So we were not maidening planes at a sanctioned event. No, we were, we were maidening before the event. So we had several That's maidens. why we came on Friday. <laughs> so, yes. come, so come to best on Friday. <laughs> Friday's the your stuff because we had yeah. your P-38. Friday's maiden your stuff Maiden stuff. And before you dig into it, Keith and I had an interesting conversation that pretty much every time you get out your plane, there's so many variables. It's a test flight. So, pile all what, the, like the spacewalker? <laughs> pile all this stuff in your van and then travel 800 miles and tell me it's all going to act the same. That's true. I had, I had a few trim changes in my plane. So. Yeah, we had an earlier re re maiden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, several. So, yeah, so one big maiden was a crazy wing. We had talked about that before. This is the, is it Tower Hobbies brand? It's a Tower Hobbies brand. Okay. It's the one that Gary Wright designed. And I finally got, I got, got it ready the week before today or whatever. Uh, and you know, was eager to get it up in the air, and uh, with a nice throw from Terry, I got it up and got it all trimmed out. It's a nice. That's okay. We're live. We're recording. <laughs> We're live. The battery's done. Battery charging. Hit the button on the left. Boom. Not that button. All right. Just ready for flight. So uh, after a bit of uh, trim, and uh, she was off and going and flying really well. 4S. Rolls like a drill bit, as right. some people say. Goes straight up. <laughs> Goes straight, straight up. <laughs> Goes straight down. No, we didn't crash it, but it it it's a fun little plane, a little flying wing. It's not not bad to see. Um, we got some onboard videos. Yeah, we got a bunch of onboard videos. We've so done third person. Something. Yeah, we, we got, did third person too. Yeah, third person on board. So we'll, we'll compile something, put together. I'll go have a full review of it later on, and uh, I'm looking forward to flying it some more. And you progressed to launching it yourself, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I got was just trimmed out. Had no problems launching it myself. So pretty, it's a pretty nice fan. That's a little guy too. Fun. Yeah, I ca I can't hand launch an airplane to save my. To, it's the airplane. I got to hand launch it, and it was very easy. Uh, he throttled it up, and you could almost just let it go. But a little push is just there to help it. But yeah. it was it was extremely easy to hand launch. Did you feel how close your fingers were to the prop? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, just a little nudge no, to get my fingers out of there. I wasn't planning on letting go and keep pushing. I was, <laughs> I was gonna let, just let it go. No follow through? Well, I've seen it fly. The thing's got plenty of power and it yeah, just flies right out of your hand. Yeah, you could probably just point it up and let go. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, just let it go. You don't even really have to throw it. Yeah. It might do worse if you throw it and just let it go. So, Lee, while we're on the subject of hand launch... What's the advice you were given today by an unknown person? Well, <laughs> okay, I didn't hear the advice. What's going on? <laughs> if you are, are launching a plane that requires instant feedback on elevator or rudder, you should launch with your left hand while your hand, your right hand is on elevator and rudder. But So the, that begs the question, can you manipulate that control stick while holding the transmitter with one hand? 
Yes, I do it. I can I, I can manipulate. Yeah. Well, when I DLG, I mean, when I yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I've got a mix in on my DLG, so I force uh, rudder and elevator uh-huh. with throttle and launch with my right hand, and then I let it go, and I I have neutral settings. Right. But I can't imagine throwing the P38 with my left hand while manipulating my. I mean, I'd have to hold the transmitter in my face to throttle up. Okay, because I can't do that. And then I'd have to throw, and and I just can't do. It. I can't imagine. You, you can do it. I, I I do. I did it today. Are you a thumb flyer or a pincher? I'm a pincher, but I can do thumb too. I'm a pincher, but I wedge it up the transmitter against my chest, and then I can pinch. <laughs> my and then, my yeah. precious, my yeah. precious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do the same thing for certain planes. I'll I'll hold the transmitter with my right hand, the thumbs on the stick, and I throw it with the left hand. And for the first few seconds, I can manipulate it just a thumb. On top of the stick, and once it's in the air, I got two hands on a transmitter, and I go back to pinching. Well, what I told Lee was for stuff that underhand launches, I'm fine doing that yeah. left-handed, right hand on the transmitter. But anything that needs a strong overhand launch, it's got to be right hand. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so I just hope it doesn't need any control <laughs> inputs in the first two seconds. I have one plane like that, my Vampire, because it's kind of a slug and it doesn't have any wheels. And it needs a good javelin throw and so i had to do that right hand but see as i told you i mean it. and this is something you were just going to practice i have the vampire i i launched that thing at half throttle and it just glides i mean i just a little simple toss and that thing is stable as could be i'm afraid to launch it at half throttle because i think it'll fall out of the air but i uh, mean i'll try it i don't care about it do you so. do any cheat trims oh the launch trims yeah 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 that's another about, idea. about five clicks of up yeah a mode throw switch it, so yeah. at least it's climbing a lot of transmitters do that just flip a switch and you can have it auto Mix mm-hmm. in some up or whatever and then throw it and then flip the switch after it's up in the air. Yeah, you know? I w- and I would think I was telling Lee this too. A lot of guys, when they launch low-wing airplanes where there's nowhere to grab, they'll launch it inverted, holding on top of the fuselage, and have one of those trims in there to climb inverted. And then once they get up, they flip the switch and roll right set up. <laughs> Never done that. I've seen it. Wow. It works. That's, I mean, I used to underhand your evader. Oh, yeah, the little EDF. Yeah. But it was on a bungee, right? No, or, no, no. He just hand launched it. I used to oh. hand launch it. I never had I any problems hand launching that. There was one time it was really quirky. I think maybe I was with you, yeah. but that's not what did it in. What did it in was hitting a hole in the ground. <laughs> and the, a hole in the ground. No, or? no. There's a hole at uh, at Arca, and I was landing. It was, it was very long. You know, it takes forever to land that thing, and it just found this little hole. And the, the the body stood, and the wing oh. went flew. Oh, this is not the launch. This is the landing. This is the okay. landing. Yeah. So. But I like on the P thirty eight. Someone took a photo of me. Was it you? The first shot, I guess, uh, when I, I landed on myself. Yeah, no. and I was forty five degrees. It was way too high. And then when I, uh, you know, got better. I mean, I think the last one I, the last hand launch I did was perfect. I mean, that thing just was just right out of my hand. So, very. It wasn't a very interesting topic. Yes. Speaking of topics. Um. Well, we were going to talk about maidens. So, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Any any new aircraft that you? You know, I brought several to maiden, but I've been so busy doing other stuff. I would I brought the um, Power Up FPV paper airplane with the goggles and all that. Still in the box. I need to maybe fold that tomorrow morning and try it out. What did you fly? What did I fly? Yeah, I flew the spacewalker <laughs> right into, <laughs> into the ground. You call that flying? <laughs> um, I got out my Legacy Parallax. For the first go. time in a while, that flew that fun. today. Flew the Mini Parallax. The Mini Parallax, yeah. Um, flew Great. your Thunder and Lightning for a bit. Your Mini one. The Ultimate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we flew the Big Tower Ultimate, and that went well. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I have to look to see, because my memory just is not that good. Your, um, your delaminated Thunder and Lightning? Oh, that's right. We 
So Lee built me a thunder and lightning out of foam board and I let it sit out last night. And when I woke up this morning, it was a little misshapen. And so we glued it back together and uh, flew it and it was fine. So the PSA is don't leave your thunder and lightnings out in the dew. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Let's clarify, D-E-W, dew. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the, the same message applies either way. So, yeah. Sparky, did you have anything new? Did you bring anything new besides Spook? A couple experiments. <laughs> yeah, tell us about the Hustler. Oh, good gosh, the Hustler. Um, again, I can't hand launch. Um, and then you have to trust people to hand launch. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you bungee, bungee launch. Yeah. Or you bungee launch. That brings its uh, own set of risks. I, I, got, I got tired of all three, so I put... Um, Put retracts on the on the B58. Um, put a lot of work into that. Uh, unfortunately, I added putting the retracts in it added enough weight to make it marginally powered. Uh, we took um, took a couple shots at it, and I got the plane in the air as soon as the as soon as the wheels left the ground. I tried to suck up the gear to clean up the fuselage so I could get more airspeed, and by then it was time to turn. To, and now I'm flying with the wind and it's just slowly descending into the tall grass and that's uh, how we lost another propeller, isn't it? That's it. That was it, though. <laughs> Thank God for the tall grass. But a little bit of a uh, little bit more prop, maybe a different motor, maybe another cell. Just maybe two bit, more motors. A little bit more, a <laughs> little bit more horsepower in, in my B58 to be back, uh, back, where, back where it belongs. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Put some ductive fans in the outer nacelles. And the maybe, in the maybe a dune buggy. <laughs> you've got the hook yeah we'll we just, are definitely we'll, winning the technical we'll, award we'll just, if we can do buggy that'd be <laughs> two do buggies two do buggies yeah. but once again keith undersells his own work you didn't just add retracts but you oh. added retracts and you found out that when you retracted them the cg shifted so you put a sliding battery tray that works in conjunction with the retracts so oh this, the timing on that was something else and and i had to move a, a 3700 three cell battery three inches aft timed at the same time that the that the retracts are coming up so uh um, wow. yeah whenever it was sitting on this uh i had to put it on a cg stand and uh manipulate my radio and get the get the two to coordinated so that it wouldn't change the cg when the gear came up so I, i'll get to do that again i would have thought that's a weak spot but it wasn't affected by the crash um what Excuse me? The battery tray? There was no crash. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we called it a crash. That the, tall, fluffy grass out here at best is fantastic. And, the, and uh, unless you're flying a spacewalker. That's <laughs> 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 in the tall grass. <laughs> no, really, the tall grass is, is nice. It, it settled into the tall grass. And um, one of the, the I, naturally, I'm at full power still trying to keep some altitude. And these tall blades of grass wrapped around my props and snatched one of them off and Terry came out to help me with uh, with the recovery of the I guess you could call it a crash it wasn't uh, a landing an <laughs> unplanned landing anyway yeah it, yeah it ate the props so that grounded it for the weekend but um, yeah I guess uh, next time I come out with this runway the way it is I'm gonna I'll add some more horsepower to it and we'll, we'll get this thing flown it's pretty well, one, one other plane I brought was the Hobby Shack Cessna 177, the box of foam that I've converted into a flyable aircraft. This which, was your overpriced swap meet <laughs> find? Yeah, my one-week custom-made fiberglass cowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my one-off. Yeah, um, you know, 
I thought it turned out pretty good. I mean, it's yeah, you it, did a good job. Flies pretty well. It's, uh, it flies very scale like I think. You added tail weight, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah, a, a nitro to electric conversion that needed tail weight of all things. Yeah, that is wild, and yeah. it's and it's the right motor size for that plane. So, uh, but one thing we wanted to do for this uh, aircraft was install our well, at least FPV gear I'm playing with. I had a, I went to ready-made RC and bought a Cricut cam. It's a really tiny, 25 milliwatt camera that uh, you know I wanted to play with. So I had that wired up to the Cessna, and then back. Under the pits, I brought a 27-inch uh, television and had a uh, receiver that I got on RC groups uh, tied into it so the kids could enjoy watching it. So it was it was neat because we also picked up a couple other people who were flying. Now, unfortunately, the, the receiver I have is only set for nine frequencies, so there's some crossband or just mis, mis, mix mismatch. Um, so a couple of the videos we couldn't see very well. But the Cricut Cam actually ranged pretty good uh and uh we could hear the kids laughing when i either do a roll or a loop or something like that and you know so that was our goal i've flown with 25 milliwatt transmitters before and didn't get the range you're getting so i don't know if it's the the lack of noise out here or what but it it performed really well there were very few spots where it even got fuzzy yeah and i enjoyed it i mean i, I didn't get to sit back I, I think well you got you flew it once didn't you did i go back to the screen and you flew it yeah yeah and by the way much better landing than me so <laughs> give you credit there where credit is due keith was coaching me through it <laughs> oh come on come on you were telling me the nose wheel hits first and Terry, i, I you, didn't even Terry, you have went up and down this flight line for for days now and i watch you running around helping all kinds of people with their planes and, yeah, and, but you and there, me with there that was one. there was some test flights you hadn't even talked about from people, from even even a stranger. No, you have to. I don't know. It all runs yeah. together. Yes, it does. Yeah. You just stay busy. Yeah, right. This is the first time I've sat down for more than ten minutes all weekend. <laughs> it's together, best part of the podcast. Yeah. And it, just to remind everybody: while you're wherever you are in your car or sitting at home, we're under a canopy. It's pitch black outside. <laughs> Bugs all around, and we decided to stop degrees. and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the FPV I thought was fun, and I thought this was uh, a lo another little ad benefit. Uh, Kirk Jensen showed me the mini Spy Hunter, uh, um, gosh darn it, ready-made RCs. Sky Hunter. Sky Hunter, thank you. Spy Hunter, that's a video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't, he's going to have that in the Dart episode. <laughs> Oil slick. He, he got it yesterday in the mail. I guess they wanted him to demo it, and it also has a cricket cam on it. Oh, cool. And so, uh, as you and I were talking, it's a, it's a thunder and lightning with a pusher. <laughs> it's really neat. And he went and flew that, and it came up on the TV. I didn't even change any of the frequencies. Oh, yeah, it was it just, the same channel? He, yeah, he had it on the same channel, so the kids were watching that. And then I just stepped away for a little while. I was talking to Kirk Massey. I was buying some stuff. And I looked back, and this kid was looking at me and goes, oh, what's that? And he, the screen comes back on, and it's this tall grass. <laughs> Jensen lost his plane out in the grass because he had an LVC, but his camera was still on. So we're watching him haul it back <laughs> through the grass. And I thought that the kid was, I mean, he, he enjoyed it. Yeah. And that was the whole point of the purpose is to have some of the kids who were just sitting there watching, you know, have some fun. So I hope to do it tomorrow too. Well, yeah, that can... was a great idea you had. I was like, eh, nobody's going to care about that. But man, there was a crowd of people when you were using it. And it's, it's going to make me want to buy the other receiver that ReadyMade offers, the one that has got all the ch the channels and bands. You know, this one's locked into just a few, so I, I want to have fun with it. The, I know my kids will. Did we predict this? I think we predicted this. He's going to dark but side. But I'm not yeah. flying a FPV. You know, I'm just I'm entertaining the 
the little ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how's been the camping, guys? How has the camping been? Pretty good. Yeah. I was just telling somebody that each year I get more and more comfortable because I remember to bring stuff that I would usually forget. And so the, the first time I forgot a pillow and yeah. I just had a sleeping bag. And then the next time I had a, 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 a cushion I got from Sparky here. Got your old um, cushion thing under the sleeping bag. So now I'm not like sleeping on, right on directly onto the ground. Mm-hmm. And then this year I remember to bring a pillow. So I'm not using my <laughs> tote bag as a pillow. <laughs> your dirty underwear. <laughs> yeah. <before. laughs> so I figured in the next couple of years I'll, I'll remember to bring the microwave and uh, the uh, video game system and maybe, you know, my, uh, you know, modeling supplies or something so it'd be really comfortable so there was a year that we rented an rv out here and it was nice but it wasn't any more fun than this so i don't know i would have froze my hiney off in that tent if you guys didn't let me in that in that (laughs) rv yeah i remember that i was thinking oh god please just the couch just the couch (laughs) (laughs) you know i i remember that when we had the rv was parked right behind the pits but i think what entertained me the most was you know I've always admired your work and showing yourself, but I'm sitting there at the table and we're just talking and I'm unscrewing my transmitter to change out a switch. And you're just looking at me and go, why would you want to open that up? You know, you know, that voids the warranty, don't you? I mean, you were just, you were giving me all kinds of credit for, I said, it's just a switch. He goes, you know, do you know what you're doing? You're going to damage that? I was like, trust me, I think I can change out the switch. But I just remember you were, you were going, what are you doing? I'm just, just playing, just playing. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to publicly... Eat Crow, because I like to make fun of you for how much stuff that you bring to this event. But I've borrowed more of your tools and supplies this weekend than ever before. I think I have really gone through everything I brought. If you weren't so anal retentive, I wouldn't have flown nearly as much. (laughs) Well, I helped my friend Dick. He he bought this gorgeous... Spe- was it a spectra? No, a spectra plane. Did you see that high speed glider? Yeah, guy? yeah, I forgot the name. Oh, yeah, what is that? The Great Plains. It's a Great Plains warm liner. Yeah, the one they had early on. Uh, I got to stop thinking about it now, remember. Okay, well, anyway, he he got it for like, was it, what did he say? It was like 30? 30 bucks. 30 yeah. bucks. Full it's house. A molded, it was. Yeah, it's got carbon fiber in it. Oh, yeah. Was he holding a gun when he bought it? <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I don't know, but he he was all giddy. and he. I, I turned around, he's got the soldering iron on. He's got connectors all over the place. He's soldering a new connector. He was out there flying in like five minutes or so. Wow. I mean, he was. I mean, that was a great deal. And they were great. Let's talk about great deals that were had today. Because my friend Fitz here, you got, a, you got a better deal than I was offering. Oh, the Sky Cruiser? The Grand Cruiser. The Grand Cruiser, yeah. Yeah, the guy was selling a Grand Cruiser. Bind and fly, basically. Yeah. Uh, variable dihedral wing. <laughs> I, I have not determined whether or not the wing has a spar in it. <laughs> so I, I didn't go fly it. I'm going to bring it home and look it over real good. But it's got the S3X receiver in it. Yeah. Retracts. Uh, looks like it's got, I don't think he flew it or only flew it once or twice. Uh, it was really good deal on that. And I was, I, I had to take it. Yeah, even if twin. you part it out, it's worth that. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was neat. Fitz came to me. He goes, hey, Lee, you have one of these. And I have a, the newer a different version of the Grand Cruiser, and I think they fixed a lot of stuff because you showed me that flex on that thing, and you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that flex is way more than mine. But I said, you know, how much is he asking? You said 100. And I said, offer him 90. And then you got it for 80. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lee said 90. All right, 80. <laughs> I don't want to sell to that guy. <laughs> but no, you did. You got an awesome deal because it's, it's got an AR-636 in it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think you got a great deal. 
Did you buy anything? Did you? No, and I came you? to sell. Huh? But I didn't. No, you did. Much. Tell. Can you talk about the trade? Because oh, I thought yeah. it was a pretty neat trade. Yeah, um, I brought one of my quads to sell, and uh, this kid came around with his grandpa, and uh, at first he was looking at cars, and his price range was below what I was looking to sell my cars for, but he was very polite about it. Um, then he came back later looking at quads, and we were pretty close. We had made a, a cash deal on one of my quads, and then I told him the conditions are first you got to be really careful with it. Read the instructions. Know what you're doing because, you know, it's dangerous. And the second condition is we're going to charge up this battery. We're going to fly it together first and make sure everything works the way it should and you know what's going on. So we did that, and then he asked if I'd be interested in a trade. And at first I was like, no, I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I don't want more stuff. But uh, I went down there, and his granddad had a table set up with exactly what I looked for. Like when I go to a hobby shop, one of those old ones that has new and used stuff, and they have bags of old things, that's what I would rather have more than a new ARF. Anyway, so uh, we ended up trading. I got a, a Ziploc bag full of micro servos and speed controls, and he got a quad. And we both walked away thinking that we got the better end of the deal. <laughs> so, when Sparky, you got a deal too. Tell us about it. I saw it in your hand. Yeah, you bought something. Like right when the, the event opened this morning. Oh, you're talking about the impulse purchase. Yes. Yeah, I turned around and sold that for the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, deals are made. I, no, no, <laughs> I was down there, and all the price was really good, and my thought was, okay, this, this airplane, the, wow, it's got a 60-amp speed controller, really nice. This this is a, it's a, it was a striker. It's a striker, the striker 2, right? The striker 2, that's right. Uh, it's got the, I get it, I get it back here in the pit area, and I'm feeling like, yeah, it's a good deal, and it was, because it was, but it was thirty dollars for the for the whole plane. <laughs> well, the whole everything but the, everything but a receiver. And I was thinking, okay, this is great. Yeah. Uh, and then I started rethinking it. I was thinking about the storage building. Yeah, the distant train. Yeah, yeah there's a train that wakes yeah. us up at night. There it is. We'll, we'll hear this at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get at five? Get out of the way! I'm coming. Anyway, this striker is here, and I'm, I'm and I have one in the van. I've got two air striker airframes in my storage building because of this combat thing we do. Uh, I got a good deal on that. It, somebody was dumping that, and I thought, well, I could use that for sure. So now, what have I got? Three strikers, and I'm looking at a fourth one. Uh, I went ahead and put the same $30 sign on it and set it out in the tree, next to <laughs> under the tree out behind the van, and it lasted about 20 minutes. <laughs> but but if you but if you want to know what my good deal was. I got a glider. I got a glider. I got one of them little go-wing gliders. I'm a sucker for a go-wing, and and I can I can have it towed towed, towed up with a small uh, small arf. So yeah, don't do yeah. that six cell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truck. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I got a I got a glider from Terry. That little blue and white. Uh, what was the name of it? I think a Hobbit, and a it's Hobbit? an old Scorpio glider from turn of the century. Mm. Uh, it's under cambered, but it's just sheet foam molded however they used to do it yeah i've seen tom blankley fly one that's a little smaller than that he put a little uh a pager motor on his and he fly it flies great so um two channel it's a rudder elevator and Mm -hmm. it's got a tow release tied to the elevator i know it doesn't sound like some of the scores of the people made but i i really like those i like the gull wing and it's a nice cute little glider i've seen them fly they do real good sweet so yeah you're kind of like me some people like the shiny new box. 
I like the dusty old box that makes me think of something to come up with that or fits a project that I've had in mind forever. That's, mm-hmm. that's the golden find. So, yeah. And so that's that's that was mine. <laughs> well, and Stuart, he, um, our, the president of our club, was here, and he brought a whole buttload of stuff on his trailer, and he had some boxes out, and some guy said, "How much for all of it?" And he he picked up like half of his inventory that Stuart was selling. He hauled it off. Really? I mean, there was a zaggy down there. <laughs> I've got a set of zaggy cores in my garage. Yeah, so I they won't be a zaggy when I use them, but I've got them. Hmm. So, and then I I saw at the very end, and I I wasn't going to go up by this. Some guy had a huge like 120 inch P38 Lightning. Oh right, that's the same powered. guy. Yeah, I, that's the guy that I made the trade with. Oh okay. Yeah, they're like 20 cc engines or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He was putting it together when I went, went down there. I was like, ah. Eh. I think I've seen that one fly around some of the flying. He says that one had never flown. No? Oh, it must be another oh. one similar, very similar to it. It looks flying. like it had flown. It was in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so we talked about our favorite night planes. Did we talk about our favorite day planes? That we brought or that we've seen? Whatever. I thought it was all in one. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. Did, did you have one, Sparks? Your favorite plane you saw today? That one that you were flying, that, that was that German plane with the two props? That, oh, the, oh, the 335. The oh, that, that performed very well. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty happy and with it. And you were comfortable with it enough. You flew it with like 20 other warbirds at the warbird. Uh, uh, what, what are we calling that anyway? I think that's the full throttle, low pass event. I don't know, but wow, well, it's just is a gaggle. Fun. It yeah. is fun to be in there. The mass warbird launch. Mass warbird, that's what they call yeah. it. That's what he's calling it. We had 13? Uh, yeah, I think it was 13 percent? is what I counted. No uh, crashes? Well, a few rough landings, but no yeah. mid-airs or anything crazy. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I was, the, the, the new fellas that were here, I was predicting, I was telling them, you got to watch this. Now, this is really crazy how it works because there's, there, are, there are slower airplanes. Now, we're all going to be at different altitudes, but there's some airplanes that are slower than others. And at first, we tried to launch them. In uh, um, so that everybody's spread out and, and flying, but as time progressive, it, it's kind of like freeway traffic. You got two slow people and they're holding up the others, and then it turns into this swarm that's just going around the track, and and, and the, the the scared ones cut the track in half so that it's it it does it doesn't it? I mean, it turns into a swarm. You know, I will tell you the the hardest part is not taking off or flying; it's landing. Yeah. And that was my dork landing, is that a, a Corsair had come right in front of my face, and I'm looking at my, my Zero coming down, and then I hear him stop, and I know he's close by. And I took my eye off my plane for one second to see oh, where no. he was, and I knew he was going to be in my way, and I looked back, and I was just too low. So I hit the hit the runway and bent my gear. Didn't the train just go by? <laughs> it's probably backing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants yeah. to make sure. They're still recording. Go by again. <laughs> But la- landings were the tough ones. I mean, it's just trying to avoid everybody coming down. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody's flying around uh, full throttle for I don't know how long, and then all of a sudden everybody calls out landing <laughs> and within 30 seconds. Um, it worked out pretty well. Oh, it was pretty exciting. The, the last year we did that, there was 28, wasn't there? We had way more last year. I know. There was a bunch. And I think the only rule that he has is you got to not care about the airplane because <laughs> right. something could yeah. happen. Yeah, none of my P-38s were going up. Did, I had a mid-air one year. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. it was last year or year before. Oh, it was last year. It was last year? Yeah, I had yeah. actually had a mid-air, me, and, me versus a Corsair. Who Corsair won? won. Oh. Yeah, I got knocked out of the air. Was but it I, a Pyrrhic victory? Um, uh, 
No, I don't think he had any damage. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I can remember. Yeah, but I was able to fix my plane. It wasn't da badly damaged, though. So. And as far as this event goes, they have backed off on the rules a little bit. That pilot's meeting that we had. I mean, do you remember whenever, oh. do you remember the, the, the first few ones that I went to, they yeah. were talking about, this is your pilot station, this is where you fly from, and now he's like... Don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting to... It's getting a little more, uh, uh, what do you call it, lax, but everybody's like just using common sense. Yeah, yeah it was adequate. Nobody was a jerk. No, they weren't. Yeah. It was everybody's being considered. And just I'm going to say we, we've had this uh, debate on 3D flying and helicopters and sport flying and stuff. You know, who's who's got the right of way? I didn't have any problems flying today. No, no one seemed to be hogging up the runway or causing any grief or, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, we've been here. I remember when quadcopters or multirotors first started getting big. We had issues with them hovering over the runway and doing some crazy stuff. I was saw a guy one. flying up and down a flight line before one yeah, of the quad. Right. You know, you're trying to fly. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. None of that. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, wait, isn't that what they say when everything's going good? You're the problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh oh. Well, and I'd, uh, I'm going to mention too that uh, this is kind of a special best for me, and this was the first year Austin's registered as a pilot. Austin, your son. My son, Austin. How old is he now? He's 12 years old. He's in sixth grade, and he brought his three planes. I mean, planes that he had. He has the original Hobby Zone Champ. He's got the, the new Champ S Plus, which I don't know if we want to mention now. Where we're, <laughs> yeah, that's a Fitz whole Fitz is giving me the let's talk another time episode. Well, but let's bring that up because we had an incident with the S Plus that I think we should bring up and, and here. And uh, if you have one email us because I'd like to know if you guys are having some issues but and he also has his uh, park zone sport cub and uh, you know there were a couple of things he had to be taught because he was not used to flying in a large group like this but he's been here enough to see me fly and I want to thank you guys everybody my three friends here all sat there and watched Austin at once you know at one time or another on the flight line but otherwise I mean yeah. he did pretty good yeah and uh, you know he got to he's got number 50 you know, and it's his first year, and I had him talk to Kirk Jensen because Kirk Jensen was the one who gave him that Hobby Zone champ. Oh wow! At best, and that's the first plane he learned to fly on. He flew more just this afternoon than I've flown all weekend. <laughs> he was. <laughs> What's another battery, Dad? <laughs> Can I fly this one? Is this one charged? <laughs> yeah. But he did great. Yeah, and it, that's a great thing to point out. There were there were two kids on the flight line. I mean, this other kid. And they were really holding their own, and I was very impressed with that. And I, I hope we get some more kids back out here because they're really talented. Yeah, they didn't need any special oversight at all. They were they were flying better than some of the adults. Yeah. No, that that one boy was putting the battery in his in in his plane, and he's he's checking his control services and stuff. And and Dad reminded him of something, and he turned around and looked at his dad like. I am not an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I just started laughing and I, I bumped it with my elbow and, I, and 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 he says, "Yeah, I know, I know." He's 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 on his own. He's he's doing really good. But I had to laugh because of the look he they gave his dad. <laughs> well, it's been fun, but it's it's getting late. We got to get up early tomorrow to get up some grub and do some more flying. Guys, thanks for joining us. Especially you, Mr. Sparks. Thanks so much. Great Thanks. to talk to you. And uh, if you haven't uh, gone to his website, please go. He's got a lot of great stuff. He also has a book about building with foam. Mm -hmm. And it is a master's Bible of building model airplanes with foam. And they do not look like they're being built with foam. So it's a great guide. And it's on his website, parkfireplastics.com. You know what makes me mad before we end? Yeah. He writes a book about building with foam, but his spook is made with balsa. 
Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, no, Traitor. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yes. So he's not a one-trick pony. No, he's not. It. No. And, and, and the reason? Sometimes you have to return to your roots. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to go back to your roots. I have rubber band planes. Can you believe that? But why can't they be ugly? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Why can't you be bad at something? That's the answer right there. I have rubber band planes. Why can't they be ugly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's been fun. I'm out of here. I'm going to pass out. If I don't go to sleep now. All right, then. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Good night. For more fun. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions and listen to our other great podcasts. Those who live in Las Vegas can listen to us over the radio at the all-new Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF LP Las Vegas.